Feel This with Frank and Jess. Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Ober-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Today, we explore the possibilities of this virtuous cycle. At times when we're feeling more ourselves and connected to our inner yes and our inner knowing, we feel more fully responsible for ourselves and our lives. This allows us to set clearer, healthier boundaries, which leads us to feeling even more fully ourselves. And so it goes. This episode begins with an eight-minute settling in, connecting to yourself and others. Pro tip from me, if possible, try listening to the meditation through headphones or earbuds to create a more immersive experience. And now, feel this. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Feel This. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be here as well. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to connect to you, the listener. So glad you're here. Before we even get started, I want to say, just been getting little flashes of connection to people listening to the podcast and seeing what we're doing here come to life in you, the listener, is so, it's just amazing. Though it's very inspiring, I feel even more connected to my sense of you and your connection with us as you're listening and and what this means to you. Yeah, there's a place in me that really wants to give. It's a a really giving place uh, inside me. So I just wanted to say that as a starting place, um, I'm aware of that in this moment. Anything come up for you as you hear that, Jess? Yeah, I just am thinking of feeling and a sense of excitement and warmth and anticipation. There's a little fear in that, but mostly it just feels really good, mm. really good, really exciting. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get started with our meditation today, and we'll we'll just see where it goes. So wherever you are in this moment, and just taking this time to connect to your sense of the moment, of what's happening inside you, and just starting with becoming aware of your breath, and even if you're doing something like gardening or driving or walking. You can do those things and become aware of your breathing. Allow your senses to become a little bit more in tune, like noticing your sense of vision, what you see, colors, shapes. Actually, vision's a great sense to tune into 
because it can give you a lot of a sense of your thinking mind, right? If you're looking and you're, you're seeing words around you, like car, tree, you know, um, sky, and thinking about and thinking thoughts projecting onto what you're seeing. And that's a really great kind of like way to see like how into your senses you are. And you can soften that naming, thinking, labeling, analyzing mind and soften your vision and just start to open up to waves of light. Color, shape, shadow. Beginning to see an experience beyond our mental conceptions. And even with your eyes closed, you, you might have a word that's just like darkness. I see darkness. But if we soften that word a bit and really allow ourselves to see what is that quote unquote darkness. And you can begin to see all kinds of shapes, movement, shadow, tones of color. We're going to shift uh, from our sense of vision and just move into our awareness of our body. Again, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just noticing that you can now do that with a deeper sense of what your body is feeling. Can you feel the sense of air making contact with your skin? And what does that feel like? And we're gonna move that sense of body awareness more interior, bring your awareness inside to your heart, your physical heart, feeling your breath go into the heart. And from this awareness of our physical heart, it's really easy to transition to connecting to our emotional heart. Beginning to get a sense of how you are feeling in this now. Maybe that's connected to what's happening in your life that you kind of put on pause as you chose to listen to this. Bringing some awareness here right now as we're all just opening to our heart and our emotional center here in the now, feeling into that we are emotionally connected right now, that you are aware of your heart space and Jess and I in this now with you are aware and feeling into and attuned to our own heart space in this moment. And you might be curious to bring awareness to that no matter what emotion you're feeling, certainly Jess and I have felt that. If we're not feeling it now, we certainly have felt it in our lives. There is no emotion inside the human body that is completely unique. We have unique experiences of emotion, but all the flavors of whatever you're feeling, fear, joy, stress, depression, excitement, that there's a place in our hearts, just in our hearts, that knows that feeling, knows our own version, our own experience of that. You know, this is one of my favorite questions. It's popping up now. 
which is at this moment in your life, me, I'm asking myself and you, the listener, and you, Jess, in this moment that you pressed play, we pressed record, we showed up here. What's feeling really, really important to us right now, to you? And you could just ask this inside and just listen. And whatever's arising for you, taking a moment to acknowledge it inside yourself, this practice that we do here, we encourage to kind of do some active listening inside yourself and just feeding back what you're hearing and noticing what that experience is like. Just feeding that back into your own consciousness. Like I hear you are worried about this or this is really important to you right now or to me, whatever feels right to you. And so I wanna you know, thank you for, you know, to whatever degree you went along that ride, even if it's only a little bit, maybe you were busy and you couldn't do it too much, but whatever degree you were willing to go with us on an inner journey, because that's what this podcast is about. As I want to remind you that this is really, this experience is for you and it's about you, even though Jess and I are, we're offering ourselves here and connecting to each other. And for us, it's, it's about us, but for you, the listener, you are the most important being in the universe <laughs> and whatever arises inside you in relationship to the, to what we experience here is the most important thing. Would you like to start, Jess? Would you like me to start? How do you feel? I'll start. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'll start. I will say that I had a cold last week. So my, uh, my throat is recovering from being mostly gone for a few days. So we'll see how this goes. I'm set up though. I got my cough drops and my tea ready. I was just going to say on that note, I, I might be doing a lot more talking today than normal just to pick up the slack for Jess. And we'll see how that goes. That's right. We'll see. My uh, my husband and our good friend, they, they sometimes try to help me come up with names for a website, sort of jokingly, but sort of seriously. And, and the most recent one is uh, the chattyintrovert.com. <laughs> we'll see if I can, if I can um, back off some of the talking. So I find myself wanting to kind of conceptualize in that space, places where I feel very curious. During the meditation, one of the thoughts that came to me as I was really giving myself over and then I would sort of pop out and think about this and come back to my senses is thinking about why it's so important to move into that experiential realm as opposed to conceptualizing our senses to actually experience them and why that makes such a difference in internally. And for me, it, it very much helps me disidentify with some of the stories, the cell, the, the parts that I get really caught up in. And suddenly I get some space from them and I can see them rather than feel like I am them. And I just sort of was thinking we've never actually, I don't think explicitly said why we start with a meditation, why we value that, why mm -hmm. you value that. So that was one of the things that was happening no, actually, I'll just pause there and let that be my check-in. I could go on, but since mm. it's more ideas and thoughts, I'll, I'll keep it simple. Mm. 
your choice to just pause there and leave that piece right there felt uh, really good to me energetically I don't really have any thoughts about it necessarily but like it just felt like oh yeah it felt lighter in some way that's one thing I noticed another thing I noticed was right at the end your your voice got a little bit more dry in a way or like scratchy and I felt this like care that's what I felt I felt like oh I I could feel your your vocal cords kind of dry a little strainy and I could feel it in my body like I just felt mm -hmm. like oh Poor Jesse's vocal cords are not, they're not, they're not happy right now. Or they're, although it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, a kind of cool quality to the raspy voice thing. But yeah, I felt a, a, you know, kind of a gentle tug of compassion towards your, towards your throat, which that just connects to me as a, to name as a practice that I've been more doing as I get sick or any you know anything that's happening with my body the first thing i do now as a just as a way of being now is to to be caring and loving towards it it feels so it feels so important as the the primary ground rather than coming from the place of the part that's just like oh this is a problem it's annoying how do i fix it is there something wrong like anxiety trying to fix you know all the parts that want to do something about it and there that's great they want to help you know they don't want to feel bad of course but but to start with just pure oh there's something in my body hurting uh, there's something that's that's hurting that's sore and uh feeling direct compassion for it and kind of expressing it and holding it in that space it it's such a subtle difference but it makes it's one of those subtle differences that make all the difference to me in terms of how i care for myself and it also creates a practice of just caring for myself first um, before anything else and grounding myself in that energy. So anyway, that, that brought up that awareness as I experienced that and experienced that as a, a shift in my way of being, right? Like that was not how I engaged with life previously. It's something I've learned to do. And I have a, a little response to that. Is that? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I really appreciate you naming that during the meditation. When I really dropped in, it was interesting just for a few moments. I had this experience of noticing I have this, I think I finally had a really good night of sleep last night, but I woke up with like some stiffness in my neck. I probably slept funny because I was kind of gone. And as I closed my eyes, I was like, good grief. Even my eyeballs hurt a little. Mm. And it was like, Oh, if I would just, you know, I haven't, but to just sit in meditation, to just sit quietly and be with the experience of my body and how, what I was aware of in that moment was the part of me that woke up this morning that was like, you're getting better, right? It was like a cheerleader part, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's great, but that's another version of how do we get somewhere we aren't, mm -hmm. you know? And so to just really be with all these subtle sore places after having been sick. I didn't start with this, but I really felt your, your care. Mm. I felt like a mirror, the care in me come forward to recognize the value of what you were saying. And then mm. I reflected back into the meditation that experienced those few moments of reflection. And that felt really valuable. Mm because it really does make a huge difference. Mm. 
Yeah. And listening to you now, I was noticing I was about to check in, right? So I have little parts that are like back here that are like, what am I going to say? You know, what are we going to talk about? It's as if in the meditation and I meditated before I came on and there was a lot of energy of almost like there's a lot of clay on the table and like, what is the clay going to, what are we going to shape the clay into? What does the, sh- the clay want to be shaped into in terms of the podcast here? So that energy, which is a little thinking energy, but it's, it's more this creative, unsure, a little anxiety, a little excitement energy in the background that's bubbling around. Anticipation. We're about to jump off the cliff here and we don't know where it's going to go. And then you started talking about what your experience was of hearing my care, hearing that in my voice and what started to happen to you. And as you moved into that more and more, those voices in me were moving more and more into the background. And I felt my energy coming really forward towards you. And, and there was this real want of, I really want to know. And I get a little emotional saying this because it's so true. I really want to know how I am received by the other. There's something in me that kind of craves that direct feedback. And so my system was like hearing like, oh, Jess is telling, you know, speaking to what happened inside her when I expressed that. And everything in me got, got really quiet and leaned in. And when I heard that you felt more care, like you you connected to your sense of care, you felt care for yourself in that. And there was this hmm, really beautiful quiet. And my sense of it now is it's as if the place of care, the place of love is a place that we can go to, that I went to, right? Like I went for whatever reason, my system was like, oh, let's go. I don't know. It was just there. We just went to the place of care. It wasn't a thought or a choice. It didn't seem just was like, oh, there's, I hear it and I feel caring, but it feels like a place. Like I'm, I'm in the place of, of caring. And then when I'm in that place of caring, oh, it, it becomes more accessible uh, for those around me too. So we're both in that place and we both happen, we happen to be in the place, you know, together. It's like, oh, here we are. We're in the place of care together. And there's a sense of, I can offer you that care and you could offer me that care. We could offer it to our parts together. It feels like a sense of an abundant resource that also benefits from exchange, that there's something that there's something about it, that it's here in the space, but we serve it somehow by offering it to each other. And now there's a awareness in me of the listener and like really wanting to offer that to you, wherever you are in your life and whatever is happening in your life. I am absolutely positive <laughs> that there is some place in your life that can absolutely use some direct love and care for whatever pain it's holding, whatever stress, pain, fear, burden you're holding in some area of your life. And to whatever degree it feels okay for you to allow yourself to receive some direct care from Jess and I here in the now, um, you can do that. It's going to take that moment to offer that. And to my own, any of my, my parts and your parts that also want that care. 
Yeah. I'm very curious about your check-in. We do this almost every time. I'm like, <laughs> but, and mm-hmm. what's here right now that feels worth mentioning is that it suddenly sort of dropped in that, you know, the last, maybe four of the last five podcasts we've recorded, I've been in, you know, bringing some difficult parts forward that have been, I've been quite blended with at times. And those parts have been with me through my daily life, not just here on the podcast. And this sort of realization dropped in that those parts simultaneously really find the concept you just shared, this idea of giving yourself care, very foreign, like almost effortfully foreign. And and then it sort of was like, well, of course they're here, right? They're here for that care and they really don't know how to give it. And they they get defensive and angry and irritated and they just are sure they're broken. That sort of, ah, uh, I got curious of like, is making in, in among the other things happening in my life is making this podcast one of the sort of reasons that those parts are so present in my life right now, you know, that mm. there's this, this space you were describing a few moments ago of care and where we both found ourselves taught, we could offer it to each other. We could offer it to our parts. It's like this light to bathe in this field of wildflowers or something with warm sunlight, the abundance of that energy. And that's frequently versions of that you know, sometimes more playful, sometimes more mysterious is is a space we create here. And I love it. And suddenly it was like, oh, and here are all those, those parts in me that have felt held out or held away from, Mm. or um, maybe not worthy of, and they're all kind of clamoring forward. And it's like, it's Mm. been rough, you know, right now Mm. it's okay, but it's like, it's just really interesting to think about that space, that space full of warm sun and wildflowers, suddenly full of these pissed off, (laughs) self-loathing, grimy, I'm just sort of imagining them being the opposite, right? And they're like, Mm. where's our fucking flowers and sunshine, (laughs) you know? So, um, so that was just really an interesting, interesting way to, to, yeah. I just really enjoyed that. It felt really hopeful and good balancing to my system. That feels good. The image that came to mind as you were describing the kind of grimy, I had the the cast of Oliver. Do you know Oliver? So I had mm-hmm. the Olivers, if you don't know, the musical about uh, poor children, uh, home with poor homeless children in, in London, England. And the Charles Dickens thing, right? Isn't yeah. I believe so. Yes. Um, so there, there's this whole crew of homeless children who are all grimy. They live under the streets. There's that great song. I love the, you've got to pick a pocket or two boys. You've got to pick up. I don't know if you know that one, but the one older guy, not that well, he gets them Mm -hmm. to go out and steal things and sort of takes care of them in quotes. But anyway, I was picturing all these homeless, grimy kids out in the big field looking around like, where are we going to pick a pocket? <laughs> right. Who right, are like, we even here? Well, th- th- these are flowers. I, I, 
I, I need, I need a role. I need someone's pocket to pick. This is what I need. And uh, totally. Who are we? Yeah. What's that? What you said? Who are we even here? Mm-hmm. Who are we even here? Yeah. Oh yeah. So uncomfortable for them. Mm-hmm. And the sense of just time, you know, there's such a sense of the importance for me doing work in-depth spiritual work with people and there's these really hard places mm-hmm. and those places one of the key energies that we need on the path is perseverance to keep showing up to keep showing up with the light there is absolutely a time component to this that we have to provide nurturance and offer it and have it available for long enough (laughs) and who knows how long that long enough is but the important part is we just keep showing up with presence nurturance light awareness uh, compassion and sometimes it takes a long time for those parts to to start to trust that energy could take a long time but we just that's not our that's not our job to see how long it takes our job is to just keep showing up with the presence and open-heartedness as it is required in the moment yeah. Yeah. I will do the check-in thing. Yeah. What's here alive for me and what was in the in the meditation and this morning in my own meditation, there was like a lot of energy towards the podcast space. And a little bit of a sense of anxiety is a strong word, but there was the sense of well, what, are, what are we going to do? And there was an excitement, but also a little like, I don't know, this kind of question that we've been working with, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or just separately, but the question of how much content do we bring? How much do we just stay in the relational space or is there value in bringing in some content? So uh, more, there's a balancing that we're holding here and it's a balance that we hold in the groups as well. There was some opening to like, is there some content pieces here that might be really interesting and valuable and there's a wide array of, of choices around that. So there's point of that for me is that there was a little like, hmm, what will I want to bring to this space? And with that question, it's like, what do I want out of that space? And, and out of this space, the question that I ask in the meditation, right? like what's feeling alive to you right now? And so what's feeling alive to me? And so there's this sense of, my life starting to really creatively open up here in this podcast we've gotten into a really good flow of creation and working on things and you know actually doing the recording here and then also working on things to to make it a thing to make it a you know put it in the world put it on the internet and technical stuff and all kinds of stuff and then in addition, on the side of that, I've been, I have this whole aspect of myself that I rap and I perform rap and it's something I dabble in. And especially when the warmer weather comes, I was kind of dormant over the winter, but now that the warmer weather here, um, COVID's calmed down. So that is becoming very enlivened and something's happening in that realm that when I'm going out, like Thursday, I went and I do some street performing. So I just go and I take a speaker and I, and it was the first time I went out in Portland and did it since I've been here. 
in the last few days over the weekend, there was this huge amount of like synchronous energy happening where I would, somebody came and sat, her, her daughter came, was watching me and she, the daughter became obsessed with me. The daughter was like three or four. She was adorable. And she was like immediately obsessed with me because I'm, I'm out there rapping in the streets. Kids like, whoa, what is this? And she was dancing. And so the, so the kid just stayed there. The kid was not moving. And then eventually her mother came over and she just hung out and there was other, so there's like a small group of people just hanging out now. And then it turns out we had this like really interesting conversation. We started talking about healing and shadow work and they had been in a really difficult place, not more than a week before. And then we connected and I was talking to her about IFS and healing work and gave her the podcast. So there was like this, like, whoa, what did, and she had just driven down there like four hours just to see the cherry blossoms um, so it was like this very, very like we, you know, like, and somehow she just needed to connect to me and probably just get information. I bet about IFS like that, you know, I, I, that was my sense of it and maybe the podcast, but something about that little moment was something she needed on her path. I can just know that. And then the next night I met another person who was out of nowhere, starts talking about shadow work. And I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> so my sense of that aspect of my life, and there's this place where I just go into like a flow state and aspects of me are able to come out alive in ways that are a lot more restrained in my, I would just say my spiritual teacher life, my spiritual healing life, right? My emotional trauma life. Like, there's a control, more controlled way of being for that guy, for this guy, the guy who's here. Controlled is a strong word, but it's it's a very different type of persona, energy, aspects of my consciousness that need to come forward, aspects of my energy that are safe relationally, right? There's certainly like a much calmer, Frank, than the guy who's out street rapping, <laughs> who has a lot more permission to have some more edges and to be a little bit and also be a lot more forward and outgoing. And that whole thing led to like so much interpersonal connection. It was like really intense. And I was just felt like I was like in this synchronous place where I was connecting. I was deeply connected to my partner. I was connecting to her about what was happening. It rolled into on Saturday, I talked to my father and I was honest with him in ways I haven't been honest with him in, in a while where I had a difficult conversation with him where he, he has like an ongoing situation going on about uh, guardianship. It's a situation with my brother that I don't need to get into the details of, but he's heavily burdened and stressed out by the situation. And what happens is he calls me and tells me about it and I get overwhelmed because he, what it feels like he goes on, what it feels like to me, from my experience, it feels like he's complaining about the situation over and over and over and it doesn't get, you know, and there's not much to do about it. And it gets very overwhelming for me. And I was able to writing this kind of like wave would say in a really loving way, I don't really like to hear about this. I just took all the focus on me and just said, you know, I just get really overwhelmed by hearing about it. You know, I'd rather talk about something else. It just, uh, I forgot the words I used. I think I just said, it's too much for me. That's what I said. It's too much for me. It's too much for me to hear about this. When the words came out of my mouth, I was surprised at how true they were. I was like, oh, this is too much for me. You know, like some part of my brain didn't want to, they would say, oh, my dad's, 
it's about him and he's too negative or it would make it all about him. But the reality is when I just looked at myself, the, re- the simple reality was this is just too much for me. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> and, and that's true. That's why those parts are reacting and trying to get away from because it's too much for me. And so it was just so simple to just say that, like, this, this is just too much for me. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, I get it. And then let's talk about something else, you know. So that was a really important moment. It's something I've been, I struggle with speaking up because I go back into like a very young mindset. I, I know I'm going on a lot, which is way, which is a little unusual for me, but I'll, I'm going to try and connect the threads and then see mm-hmm. how you're holding all this. Mm-hmm. The thread is, I was anxious about showing up here, there was some sense in me, even from the time all that was happening, that I wanted to integrate those aspects of my life into here. And the story about going out into the the street wrapping and synchronicity, leading into a surprisingly shift, a surprising shift in my interpersonal dynamics with my father and being more authentic in in that connection, which was a deep also, that was a deep win for me because I practice authentic connection and speaking truth all the time, but it's hard to do in the, those relationships that are closest to us. And there can be this sense of like, oh, I'm some kind of imposter or something. I know we've talked about that before. So that was an enormous relief to the parts of me who feel bad stuff to go, oh yeah, wow, we, it is coming together. You have to have perseverance. It takes time. So all of that, there is this question of how is that materializing here? You know, I, something in me wants to bring it into this space. There's a, there's a worry a little bit that it's not going to in- integrate, <laughs> which sounds silly as soon as I say it. And then there is this question of like this space that we're sharing here together and my life as it's is evolving in the now. And this is everything I just named is like a big part of this emerging and evolving into the now. And I can feel the energy. Like it feels like there's emerging here into this moment, into this space between us. Like I'm, I'm literally like, bringing that energy and you can't see me, but I'm like coaxing with my arms right now. Like, come on, it's okay. You're, you're welcome here. This, this space can hold all of this. So I think I'll pause there and see, yeah, how you're holding all that. And for you, the listener, I uh, want to check in with you. I, I have a part that wants to say, like, I know I just said a lot and that, that might've been a lot for your system to hold. So <laughs> we usually have more pauses on the podcast. So. Uh, take a moment with that. Yeah. The big feeling sense I'm having as you're sharing an overall sense is a sense of fullness of who you are, of you stepping into these spaces where you have a strong sense of yourself, a strong sense of creativity or connection of just really bringing who you are, exuberance and interests and excitement, bringing it really forward. There's something about hearing that or as I'm hearing it, it's like in the podcast space, in the performative street performing, your rap space, that you are becoming filled with who you are. And it just feels like, to me, the the image I get is just like rich and colorful and and that that is remaining forward, that that richness, forwardness, fullness of who you are is giving you like 
I, I don't know, like when you shared the story of talking with your dad and the truth you felt, the shift of the story being about him and what he was or wasn't bringing to what your truth was, the clarity of that, the ability to put it to words and to communicate it. What I felt in that was the sense of you being so fully in your truth that there was, there was both the clarity and there was like no apology for it. There was just a resounding sense of this is my experience right now, period, the end, not, and so I should do this, or I'm sorry, I can't do this or any of that. It was just the fullness of you in that moment came forward and in a way that felt similar to how I imagine when you're street performing or when you're here in this space. And that just felt really encouraging. It felt really beautiful. Mm. It felt like a certain kind of magic that we can find in certain places in our lives more naturally and that you spent enough time in those places that it was able to be brought into another area where you may not normally be able to access it. Mm. Yeah. As I was listening to you process back, I got this deeper insight about what was happening energetic for me. I got excited. I got really excited. And I was like, oh, I saw something I hadn't seen before. And it was very clear. So I want to speak to that. It was about energy movement and flow. But I noticed that excitement and I was like, oh, and I could tell you were getting near your wrap up. You were going to stop. I could feel that. And I knew I was going to speak and I knew I was feeling excited. And I was like, okay, I want to stay in touch with my excitement. I don't want to get lost in the content because I'm excited about the content, but I want to stay relational. Like, what am I feeling? I'm feeling excited. What Jess is saying is, but then there was like, but there's more. And I felt this pathway opening up as I realized like there's more here. What I began to realize there was like these two streams, like there's the one stream of like "Mm, the book of me, let's just put it that way, right? Like what I experienced, what I'm even feeling now as I'm thinking about that, which is excitement and about this, you know, what happened there and some it chat about what I think that is, what what is happening energetically. So that, that all that one channel, but then there was this whole other channel when I started to focus on you, I was like, oh, wait a minute, Jess is having right now. Jess is having an experience that is all about Jess. And even though it's, you're looking at me, I'm, I'm the prism, my experience that I gave to you is about me, but it was like, all that went to the side and it's like world of curiosity. Like, what does this, this means something to Jess. Like, that's why you're saying these words right now is because it means something to you. It was like this whole other forest, you know, it was like a little, you know, porthole into this whole other universe right there. And I could see them both like next to each other. Right? Like, oh, there's this universe over here. And then there's like this universe over here. And I feel like almost equally curious. Well, right now I have a little bit more pull because my part's like, I know I want to talk about this thing over here. And the stuff on your side is like just completely unknown. Like I, I, I know it. I know it's something because you're, you're talking to it, right? Like, so you wouldn't be naming it if it wasn't fleshing out something inside you that feels important. And so there's just things in me like, oh, I know that it's valuable and interesting so it's just so interesting to see as my awareness started to fill out what was happening in the space more and more life was coming into the moment more and more i could see in more fine detail possibility possibilities here little branches possibilities in you little branches so i'll pause there and see what's happening in you as you hear that i am 
grateful and amazed at your ability to like track all of that, to verbalize it, to get into that sort of fine detail, to hold on to the parts within and of yourself that are coming forward and bubbling and excited. And then to, to, to know it well enough to say, yeah, yeah, you got me. And I'm going to also put my, some attention over here and that you could see, because yeah, that's very true. What I was seeing in you was very much relating to things I've been noticing in other places in my life. So it just seemed really like, whoa, nice job. That was really <laughs> cool. And whether we get to my parts, you know, my stuff or not, um, right. I just was really amazed at, at how you did all that. Uh, it feels so good. I feel um, I have some little kid parts that are feeling very proud of themselves and very like, oh, yeah, we are good at that. And it feels so nice. Like, uh, So I want to take a moment to acknowledge them inside myself. Like, I see you. Yeah. And what feels really nice here in this moment, I can notice this joy of this is like a self. Hmm. Oh, this cavern opened up really big, really quick. So there's a contrast to this, which is the narrative of self-aggrandizing is bad. Like self, self-congratulations is bad, right? That's our, we have a cultural narrative around that. And I get there's a burden place where self-aggrandizing comes from. That's what I noticed was this was not a burden place for me. And I had a little flash to like remembering, like I could flash to like 20 years ago or maybe less where, maybe even less than that. Sure, maybe just 10 years ago or something where there were the parts of me that would have felt burdened and were like seeking out some kind of feedback like that. And when they're seeking out that kind of feedback, it doesn't even matter that you give it to me because they just need more of it. You know, and I know I'm not, and I'm not saying that as a judgment because we all have those places inside us. We all do, and, and we all may have in the past, and we may have now. I really say it with this place of like love and care. Like, oh, that was such a painful place for me to be, when my parts are like trying to get, essentially trying to get something outside me to f fix a pain inside me, which is always the one of the sure recipes for addictive cycle, uh, because it can't it can't happen. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't last. It's a temporary fix. I immediately had that flash of the difference, you know, of the difference in me. And it's really such a joyous place of like, oh, just allow, there's no attachment to a meaning of it. It's just joyful. And it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, no part of me was attaching it to anything other than this is the fun of life where we just get to bring who we are and what we do into the world. And it feels good. And that's it, <laughs> you know, there's not much, you know, there's not more to it than that. Whereas in the past, it would have been attached to some kind of ego narrative, trying to fill some self-esteem pain inside and building it up to mean something like I'm great in some way, some self-conception where this is just nothing, but it's just play. And my, my parts get, to, you know, you get to be like, you're really good at playing this game. And I'm like, I know it's a fun game, isn't it? You're good at playing this game too, you know? And we could, let's keep playing, you know? That's the kind of energy, it's just play. Okay, so I wanted to say that. <laughs> I do want to talk about, I want to pivot from there. That feels really good. That just feels really good to be seen that way, that you get my tracking and everything like that. And it feels so good that I have that skill and it just feels so fun for me. Like, this is just fun. 
Now I'm going to shift that energy over to what happened, what I felt when you were talking about my dad, what your experience of me talking about my conversation with my father. Well, one, relationally, as you were holding it, you were feeding it back. And it was like, you, it, was, it was literally like you were holding it. Like if you were holding the scene and all that in your hands. And because you were holding it, it freed up something in me that I could see it a little differently. And then that's what offered me the opportunity to have a slightly different awareness. And what I became to aware was what was happening in that moment was I had this flow of energy. There was like this gushing of energy, which, and that gushing of energy came from uh, Thursday night and Friday night with all these, me being out in the street and just like, Oh, that aspect of myself, the rapper aspect of myself knows a lot about flow. I mean, it's all about flow and being in the moment and just stay in the moment, stay in the moment. And then I, and I do that for hours, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like this flow machine and this energy is like moving through my body. This chi is just like, okay. And my parts are like, you know what? Uh, this healer guy, right? He's got some good communication skills. He's, he's a pretty nonviolent, safe guy it's okay for his energy to come out. Like there's a trust. So there's more, so they allow energy to come out of me inter interpersonally and it's, and it's feeding back and I'm getting this. So all of a sudden there's like this build of energy and then one day moves into the next day and there's more energy and I'm exchanging energy with Wendy and there's love and there's openness and there's challenge and all vulnerability and it's all coming out in this flow. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to talk to my dad now. Like what's going to happen now? You know, like- is, is this, are the breaks going to come on? Like I'm expecting this like young parts of me to come online and like shut down. What it was, was it was like this river, this river of energy that just could not, there was no way I could have, could repress it. It was like trying to hold back a tide, you know? So what happened in that phone call was like this, I could feel that life energy is just undeniably coming out. It, it was, it had such a groove and it was going to come out and the way it had to come out, it just had to come out in its truth. And that was how it just came out. I was just surprised. It was almost like the energy of the water kind of just like swept through and this truth just came out. And I was just like, Whoa, look at that. I didn't, <laughs> I mean, again, we've said this before when we're in a really good living flow for me with the Tao with life, with these things just start to happen like these choices are being made and i'm a, i'm just being part of it the the flow of life is kind of taking me along in this way I'm like whoa okay that was really powerful and one more note on that i did want to say like right after i said to him this is just more than i can handle you know it's just too much for me and then i did say you know and i'm sorry and i and i said i'm sorry i said no i didn't say i'm sorry i said you know I really wish I could hold this with you. Like, I know you don't have a lot, many people to talk to. I know it's helpful for you to talk to me about this. I wish I could. I wish I could hear this, but I can't. I just can't. And that was part of the truth too, you know? So was, I was able to say, you know, I, I love you. I want to I support you in all the ways, but I can't do it in all the ways. And this is one where I can't. This is just not for me. It's just too much for me. So I'm going to pause there and I want to just notice how I'm feeling having said all that. And it can tell my heart's beating a little fast. Yeah, there's a lot of energy here. There's a lot of, hmm, 
it's interesting. These little moments of pause and reflection might move into a place of what we call self-consciousness, meaning a part of us judging what's happening. And that's like not really happening. Like that's over here on my left. I can almost feel like it wants to come in, but the sense of like flow is just like, there's this trust. It's like, it's okay. You can just say things. <laughs> it's okay, Frank. You don't have to monitor everything or track everything perfectly. You could. And so there feels again, a continuation of that energy of, it's okay for me to really come alive in this space, really let some things flow out here. I think I also have a part that has some permission here because I know your voice is hoarse. So my parts are like, where is it going to talk more? We've got permission yeah. to talk more. So this is an <laughs> interesting episode. So I want to pause. I want to check in with the listener. I want to check in with you, Jess. And I'm just feeling this burst of like super appreciation for you right now, Jess, like, I'm like so <laughs> glad you exist and so glad we're here. And then that I feel that towards the listener as well. I feel much more deeply connected to the listener because of connecting to a person who has been listening and getting their feedback. So that feels really good. Yeah. So feelings first, I feel yeah. really happy for you. Happy. I really appreciated and I felt joy when you described that I was sort of holding that experience, that conversation between you and your dad that let you see it differently and have, you know, some new perspective and um, awareness around that. That was a really neat example of like what happens. Sometimes I think I should be able to do all the work in my own head or something. Right. Mm -hmm. I should be able to figure it all out. I should be able to see all things from all angles, just in my own head. And it's like, there's some real magic that happens when mm -hmm. we're, when we're heard, or even just when someone says back to us exactly what we just said, mm -hmm. not that I did that exactly, but that it's a really, it can be a really magical experience and, and things happen in relationship. And so I just really appreciated. And I felt glad, felt like such a simple and small, in a way, small thing to do that it had this impact. Yeah. That it brought that up for you. And then I spent quite a bit of the time as you were talking, watching and being curious about the part of me that felt really zoomed in on the word can't, I can't, I can't listen to the, what, what was it? I, I just can't do this. Do you know what you said to your dad? I, I think I feel like, yeah, I keep, I don't know why that phrase keeps slipping out of my mind. It's too much for me. That's what I said. Yeah. Too much for me. You know, the first thing that happened, sort of the parts that came forward that were really focused on hearing that were like, they were becoming sort of philosophical. They were like getting into semantics. They were like, so where's yourself in that moment? And what are the parts? And, you know, almost like I as self turned toward those parts and was like, you all have a real clear agenda here and you're pretending you don't, you know, like what's going on here? <laughs> And um, <laughs> maybe that wasn't self. Maybe that was another part. In any case. It was, it was another part with a good perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it was just this clear awareness of like how, how much it lives in my system that I can't say that to people. They're allowed to say it to me, but I'm not allowed to say to other people, especially family members or people I love, people I feel beholden to or responsible for in some way to say to them, I can't do this, or this is too much. 
that feels like what immediately comes up is a part that says like, we'll try harder or figure out what you can do, right? Focus on that. Couldn't leave that as a complete sentence. Mm. How do I feel about that now that I've, I feel, I can feel a combination of seeing that and feeling compassion for that part about 50% and about 50% is the part that's like, we need to do something about that part, you know, like the, (laughs) so yeah. I'm enjoying my sense of connection with you as we go along the ride of today. I have a sense of, I have a really nice sense of like, you're having your journey with your parts and your awareness. And I am also, and we're interacting through this channel here. I have a really nice felt sense of, yeah, we're we're both doing our own things together here, kind of parallel play in a way. And that feels really good. What I'm naming with that is like, I feel like a little bit more clarity in my system. You know, as you've mentioned the last few weeks, you had some harder parts or whatever in the podcast space. And what that brings up in me is some parts can start to lean onto your side of the net a little bit. And, well, maybe I've got to help Jess out of her hard place to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just noticing that shift in me. Like it just feels totally like, oh yeah, Jess is over there with her blocks and I can, she's showing me what she's got going on with her blocks. And that's cool. I don't, you know, I could point out, oh, maybe that block over there, but I don't feel like I just, you know, I got my blocks over here and like we're (laughs) right. And I'm noticing that and that feels good. The concept that came up for me in hearing what you were sharing just now, just that there's an importance, the concept of the window of tolerance. And what that means to me is that like we all have a space where the energy is just too much for us. We can't tolerate the energy and it's different for all different people. And that's an emotional and it could be in a sense, the volume could be too loud for someone. Right. And it's, part of our stewardship of our own system is making sure that we're not overwhelming our systems with stuff. And to have that clarity, like, oh, that was just a moment of me. Like when I say, this is too much for me, it's just me tending to my window of tolerance, which is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like, and I don't say many supposed to be's. I don't adhere to too many of those at all, but I do take a serious sense of I am the steward of this body. And this includes the emotional body. And that includes what feels too overwhelming emotionally and and in a sense way. And I want to care for that. Mm -hmm. And of course, the other side of it is you don't want to stay. I don't want to stay too encapsulated in the comfort zone where I'm never stretching, but finding this healthy balance place where I'm, I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm also in this edge place where I'm like just a little bit out of my comfort zone, but not much. That moment is very simple. It's just, oh, this is, this is out of my window of tolerance, right? This is out of my, this is too much. This is not healthy for me. It's not healthy for anyone I'm interacting with. I know that it's my job in that moment to just speak for that in a nonviolent, really self-focused way and just politely go, sorry, I can't, you know, yeah. love you. And I can't, right? And yeah. Oh, you know, it's pretty simple. And I, I was connecting that to something in the group. And I, there was I, one of my groups, one of the people chose to leave. And there were some different energies around it and some people feelings. I had parts, I had feelings and questions. And then, and then the, this something clicked into me like, oh, 
that person just needed to, they were just caring for their window of tolerance. Of course, that's, of course that's it. Okay. And it all like made so much sense. And it doesn't make the parts go away totally, but it puts them in a different perspective that I could hold. Oh, I have feelings, but that person just was doing what they needed to do to steward their own system and take care of that. So I am, that's all kind of clicking into me in this, in this now, as you were reflecting that back, that's, that's what came clear to me. I'd like to share a story and we'll see if my voice will hold up for it because it feels really related. First off, thank you for sharing the piece about window of tolerance. It, it had a similar, I think a similar effect on my system in that suddenly those parts just felt like, oh, right. That's really, imp-. you know, like they could just get really on board and they could back up and they could make space. Now in the actual situation, I'm not sure what it would look like, but right now it felt really soothing and spacious to name that. When you were sharing about the last number of uh, episodes and me being in some difficult parts and how that, what that brings forward in your system to kind of come to where I am as a way, you know, in part to try and help me where I am, which is very much what I do. I think that's probably my natural tendency as well when people are struggling. I had an experience this past weekend where I was with my husband and a good friend of ours. And our friend was in a really exuberant space. And they were just inviting us into that exuberant space. You know, it was just, they were in the fullness of their own flow and their their own fullness of who they were. And it was really beautiful. And the next thing I found myself in that despite the fact that I barely had a voice, something I did something I never do, which is I sang a song. And as I started, you know, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, why am I, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I looked at my husband, I didn't tell him this, I don't think so. Hopefully he'll listen to this podcast and hear. <laughs> but he, we were in a setting where he couldn't see me. So he, he doesn't have very much vision and usually he can't see me. So he can't see me, but I can see him. And I just focused in on his face and he was just beaming. He sings all the time. He doesn't care what he sounds like. And he just loves it when I sing and Mm -hmm. looking at his face and the joy in his face. And I sang Mm -hmm. to him and I sang to the look on his face. And, you know, I got more and more Mm -hmm. sort of confident in my singing and my voice came out. And um, our friend has said then and since then a number of times what an impact that made to hear me do that, the joy that it brought them. And to link that into this space, it's an invitation to you, I suppose, but in in some ways it's that, that mirror you're bringing to me, the reminder in my own system that when I bring the fullness of who I am, it is truly an invitation for others to maybe bring a little more fullness of who they are, but also just to sit back and sort of like bask in the glow of someone else, that whole Marianne Williamson thing, rather than shrinking so that other people don't feel insecure around me to let the the glory within me invite the glory within you forward. Um, mm. So anyway, and, and it was such a lovely experience and I felt so brave to have, because I never, I, I can only really sing two songs. So anyway, no, yeah. what did you sing? Oh goodness. It's um it's a song from like the early 1940s called Good Morning Glory. And it's 
it's just this real like mm. old timey sounding song that I sing to my cats in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I'll sing it here when I have a voice again. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I was connecting as I was listening to you. I was connecting to you know, the energy I was bringing today and talking about the rap energy and the letting my presence be. And so I was connecting to that as you were sharing that story and your yeah, kind of invitation towards me, towards yourself. I just have the impulse too, to, to send it over to you too, the listener. Have an invitation to you in whatever way, like what would it be like from your experience of this podcast today to just stepping into your own life, stepping into your own flow, stepping into your own presence just a tiny bit more. I know I think about if there's, if we keep a dampener on our system, which we do, our nervous systems do all the time, kind of dampen our. I mean, actually, I believe we're, we're dampening our, our energy a lot to get along, to get by, to function in our society, in whatever roles we're in. We're dampening our spirit inside. And what if like, you know, we took like 3%, you know, just, just a little off the dampener and just allowed... And you know, I see you smiling, Jess, as you as I say that, right? And then maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just this, it doesn't mean that you're gonna, you know, go on a street corner and rap or do Broadway shows or I don't know something you've always wanted. You know, it doesn't it could just be letting that glow come through just a little bit more clearly. Just look someone in the eye, just like one second longer than you normally do, and and maybe take a moment to just energetically, you don't even have without even words. It doesn't have to be like, oh, thank you. You know, it could just be energetically send that person um, some some true energy from you, right? Whoever you're interacting with. Maybe it's just the person you buy a pack of gum from in a grocery store. Just connect 3% more deeply, 3% more present, you know, just a little bit. What would that be like for you as you walk through your day today? You know, and to be just a tiny bit more present to yourself and to those around you. Yeah, that feels so good to hear. I love the 3% too, because it's moving away from that sort of all or nothing space, right or wrong, and and still moving us, you know, an encouragement to move, to, you know, for me to move a little closer, a little closer mm. to myself, which takes me into a space of having a little bit more connection with whomever, whomever I'm, I'm in, whether that's to, to be 3% less pleasing and 3% more mm -hmm. authentic mm -hmm. to be 3% less appropriate mm -hmm. and 3% more exuberant, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's a really fun invitation. It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you were talking just now and you said an invitation to, and then you said myself, you know, as a little, a little switch of the energy, right? Because we were talking outside and then you're like, yeah. And then not only that, 3% more present to myself. And then when you said self, you said it with a little bit of energy and it, I, it was like that energy went into me and I, I completely turned my focus off of you and I shifted it into my myself and my body and my 
awareness went right to my belly and to my heart. And I felt this like softness and a little tenderness. And I was just like, oh, I was just kind of staying there as I was, as I kept listening to you talk, it's kind of stayed a little bit more connected to myself in that 3% <laughs> more open and just feeling your joy at that. And I have this little like, oh, that I don't know, that that just popped in my head and it just came out. And so it feels so nice that that feels good to you. And, and I see your smile. It's so it's really nice. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm very aware of the listener today. I'm very aware of you, the listener. I feel really warmly towards you. Um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I, I also know that listener, it's so interesting. I love, <laughs> I'm going to take a moment with this because I, I know that I'm a little bit more aware because one of Wendy's daughters, a kind of adopted daughter, has been listening to the podcast and has been giving me feedback on Marco Polo and you, Jess, and it's been so wonderful. So I'm so grateful. It's bringing more attention to that. And also my partner, Wendy, did listen to more of an episode and, and shared a whole bunch of stuff that came up for her inner reflections and it stirred life in her and it was, it was great. Oh, that's so good. So I feel a, right now in this moment, I feel a much more richer sense of connection with the listener. I'm engaging with you, the listener right now. I'm, I'm engaging with Sophia, that's Wendy's daughter, and then Wendy. And I'm, but I'm also engaging with me. I'm thinking of Frank, who when he listened to it, and I'm thinking of you, Jess, that you listened to it outside of this. So when I am tapping into like, oh, you, the listener, those are the kind of four energies that are present for me. Those are the four faces. And I feel this direct care towards <laughs> Sophia, Wendy, Frank, Jess. But then beyond those four, there is this like rippling out of faces which are unknown. And there's this knowing in me, this could be listened to by many, many people down, you know, across time. And I, I feel this sense of interconnection between the, you, those listeners who I don't know, and the listeners that I quote unquote do know, or I imagine I know. And knowing that, I don't know, there's like a sense of, it's just a real deep sense of connection and meaning. Um, I, I feel this sense of an energy wave that just you and I are in. It's extending out beyond us. It feels really good. And I'll pause there and see what's uh, coming up in you. And you, the listener, right? Like, what is that like to hear and to hold? And do you feel any of that? Can you open to feeling a sense of interconnection with Jess and I in this now together? It's right here. I appreciate you taking the time to, to name that and to lay out the experience in you with what audience means mm. and how you start with the personal, the known, the people that you've gotten direct caring and excited and interested feedback from and your own experience. And then kind of from there, that imagined audience unknown audience. And what I noticed in myself was I have more forward. I, it feels like young parts that are like wide-eyed and blinking, like really people like to listen to this. What? Seriously? And 
it's like a similar feeling when people get, you know, feel connected to artwork I've made. It's like a feeling of awe or amazement. Like, like I did a thing from inside myself and then they're having an experience from inside themselves. Like you were naming earlier, these two worlds running side by side or touching even, but distinct and so rich and complex that I can't even really understand what they're experiencing. And they can never really understand from where in me the thing came and was made, the magic, because it's so, it's, it's like this, we're each like a complex rainforest ecosystem with our own species. And so it's just like a, a real deep sense of amazement at times when I can actually reflect on how mind-blowingly amazing it is that I exist, period, the end, that I'm alive, that I'm here, that I'm having this conscious experience. It's like that happens for me when people are like, I really got something. I'm like, you really got something out of that? Mm. You know, it's just, what's the, what are the chances? It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm connecting. Well, first feelings first. <laughs> mm. Your sense of awe at being alive and about this experience of other people experiencing your creativity, be it through the podcast or through your artwork. And you have the sense of it meaning or what I'm going to say the words is coming to life inside someone else. That felt, I felt very alive. I felt awe, just a leaning in, like mm, pretty egoless, like just losing my, just listening, like just in the, it just felt so good to listen to what you were saying and I could feel it. And a couple of things materialized in that space that I could put words to, which was the sense of the experience. And I think I want to, at the meta level right now, just say what my mind is doing that I really value is really what, and what they're learning, everything comes down to experience. It's all an experience, right? There's, there is nothing other than experience, right? Like we, we're having experience and there's something that moving towards the, the essence, the, as close as you can get to the essence of any experience is where so much life is and allowing myself to be really fully involved in this present moment experience as fully as possible. And if I'm reflecting on the past or reflecting towards the future, shifting that awareness to the actual experience is so powerful. So what, so that's at the meta level. That's what my parts are doing. They're thinking about these experiences and the particular experience that they're pointing to is the particular experience of, I'm going to put two of them out there and they, cause they came in my mind as parallels. One was I was get when I was getting this feedback from um, Wendy's adopted daughter and I was getting that feedback where she was just basically talking through her experience of listening to the podcast. It wasn't anything particular like, Oh, this or that. It was just, I was thinking this or this. And what I was seeing was, exactly what I would put words to it. I was, I was having the experience of someone else having the experience of this podcast, of us, of you and I, of you and I going to the places that we go to in this experience. And I could see 
she went there too. She went to her own version of that, but she was there. She was in the room with us. Like she was talking and she was like, oh, when you said this and then Jess said that. And then I was like, oh, she was there. She was there with us. She wasn't there in the moment, but she was there in the moment because now she's, it was like, whoa. Mm. But now those are all the thoughts, but the experience, the experience of when I was seeing that come to life in her, it was, it's a hard experience to describe. I guess the best thing, I, I've maybe used this metaphor before, but if you imagined looking at a piece of paper with a drawing of, let's say, a building, and, and then all of a sudden, as you're looking at it as a drawing, it becomes a three-dimensional building in front of your eyes. And so just have, imagine that for a moment, like you're looking at a piece of paper and then imagine it start to come out of, come out of the paper and come into a new dimension. That feeling, something new, something it's there, it's dormant, it's there, but now it's coming, it's getting, it's, it's coming to life. And in your, there's nothing to do in that moment, except take it in. Like you can't do anything. Your cognitive mind is completely disabled. You might understand something's happening here, but it's, just watch, just see, just take it in. So that was the experience of me. It's like, whoa, it's come, it's coming to life. Another brief version of that connects back to when I was very, very, uh, when in my early twenties and I first went to a writing class and I had the experience of writing things and then people would read it in the class and you would get to listen to them talk about what you wrote. And it was the first time I had this experience of other minds being engaged with something I created. And I could see that the world I had created on the paper became worlds in their minds that were vastly different than the world I created in some ways. And they saw things that I didn't see, and, but they were engaged with it. It was real to them. They, they cared about it. They, they liked this person and they didn't like that person. And they... And then all of a sudden, it was the same experience. It was like something was two-dimensional. I was like watching it come to life. And it was one of the most awe-inspiring experiences. And then that just set me on like the next six years. I didn't do anything but write and want to be a better writer because, because of that moment. I mean, that was mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Like that's what my parts, the experience they wanted to get back to. And, that ex and so what, I, what all my parts are pointing to is that experience. And it's very powerful. And it's... It's almost like this, um, it feels like a gravitational point right here. Those experiences are very powerful. And now I see as I'm talking today, I'm more like the listener, the listener. Where are you? What's happening inside you? And I just like tap into my heart as I say it right now, because of that gravity of that moment is pulling me towards that. Like that, there's some deep power in relationship. And, and the listener is including you right now in this moment and it's including me in this moment so um, <laughs> i had a little part that went end rant but i didn't feel like a rant. <laughs> so, end stream of consciousness yeah so let's see feelings first i really appreciated you taking me along for the ride in all of that and i was sort of watching the ways in which i was similar or different when you were describing the building becoming three-dimensional mm. from the drawing on the page, my mind sort of naturally turned it into a bowl of fruit. And I was, it was inside myself, not with my actual hands, but it was like, yes, that's what it was like to watch her polo, which you shared with me. It was like 
suddenly I could taste the raspberry in my mouth, you know, like it was Mm. like a, it became, I was there with it and having an internal experience, even Mm. though it wasn't, and I wasn't, I was, and it was, (laughs) and all of what you were just saying about the audience made me think of, and I don't know, I guess by the time anybody hears this podcast, it'll be okay to share this, that there's a way for the audience to interact with us. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Anchor, if they listen to the app, uh, the podcast on Anchor, they can leave us a message. In the show notes, in the description, show notes slash description, wherever you listen to this podcast, there's a little okay. link. There's a little link that will say, it's, that says, leave a message here. And you could leave up to a one minute voicemail by following that link and just to record a little message. And you can... Let us know if you're comfortable with it. We might even mention it on the show or use it on the show. If you're not, you can just say, don't use it. But we would keep your anonymity either way. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so so wherever you find yourself listening, you can now communicate with us, which is super neat. Mm-hmm. This feels like a, a good pause reflection moment. Yeah, maybe we can take um take take a moment here. And yeah, I like to connect to where we came in and be aware of where we are now, where you are emotionally, spiritually, mentally now. It's like two points where you came in, where you are now, and then getting the sense of the journey, the space in between through time that we took to along our path today. And noticing what stands out to you in your experience, what stands out to you. And that's what stands out to you is really important. (laughs) There's a reason it stands out to you. You may not know what that reason is, but for me, when I reflect on life, reflect on any experience, what stands out to me, that's, the, that's where I start. Okay, that stands out. Why is that moment standing out? There's a reason why. Don't, I don't dismiss it. I go into it more. What is it about that moment? Why, was that, why is that meaningful? I can guarantee you if it's popping back in your mind, there's a reason for it. Yeah. In general... I'm feeling relief that my throat cooperated, that I took care of it along the way. Gratitude for your willingness to take up more of the airtime and joy for your willingness to take up more of the airtime. Maybe it seemed that that felt good to you to do that. And the thing that's really standing out is your mention of the specific feedback. And and in addition to the polo you shared with me, a couple other people, I loved your image of like something two-dimensional becoming three-dimensional and how accurate, how true that feels. And so there's something in me that wants to just spend time with that. And I feel like in some ways I, I when I make collages, that's what happens. These mm. flat images of any old thing suddenly take on this whole separate experiential sense of meaning and become Mm. yeah rich and complex so that's what's standing out for me yeah well one thing i wanted to 
that's standing out that I was like, oh, I didn't say it, but I loved your the twist of like shifting the building to the bowl of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that was I just felt like, oh yeah, that feels so much better because you can taste the fruit and has a texture and you can hold it and it has a it brings a whole other sense into it and it it really encaptures the richness of being alive, the joy, the pleasure of being alive with you know getting to eat the fruit of life, right? And as I say that in this moment, I have a joy of like, oh, I feel like that's something that happens between us that works really well. Like, I think I start out with a metaphor and a, and a lot of times you like, you tweak it a little and I go, oh, that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it happens in the reverse as well. It's great. Yeah, but I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure maybe it happens in the reverse, but I, I really like, I've no, I, you know, as I see it now, I'm like, oh, I, I can't think of a specific examples, but I know this has happened multiple times where I've been like, you know, or maybe they're like, oh, is it the first thing? And I think it's the first thing. And you're like, no, it's not really the first thing. But I was like, yeah, it's right. You're right. It's not the first, you know, <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> so there's a nice kind of dialectic fine tuning that happens that we, a co-creation mm. of metaphor and energy. So I wanted to say that. I really appreciated that. I could feel a big difference in that. And yes, I feel this is interesting to me. So this visual metaphor of the two-dimensional picture of the bowl of fruit <laughs> coming to life, that metaphor, you know, talking about what it's like as we've engaged with others experiencing this thing that we're doing, a, a, a work of art or a work of creation, something you've created and seeing it come to life in someone else's mind. So there's that. And then there's the place where I came in, which is just like, oh, how do I, I want to integrate this energy of this other aspect of my life into this space. I want to welcome it in, right? Like that intention or that wanting that sense, it might even feel like an intention, but just much more of like, this is burgeoning. This wants to, this wants to spill over this flow of energy that I was speaking to that river force is like, it wants to come in here too. And the experience of that happening and uh, I, I can feel that sense of me coming more into the fullness of myself in this space with the permission of like, okay, I can talk more today. That really helped maybe some good fortune that your voice for my system, right? Like, oh, that maybe something was needed there for my system to have a deeper permission. But that metaphor feels like it fits what, what it felt like, feels like for me. That in some way, Frank was the Frank before was a little bit more two-dimensional and now there's a little bit of the bowl of fruit is coming out into the space here, right? Like Frank is coming out into the space here. Right? Like, and it's like, oh, I can, that feel, like as I was tapping into what am I experiencing, it feels like, and what, what words do I want to put on that? Realization coming into being, coming into, from a sense of dormancy into aliveness and fullness, and it's, it's an amazingly, it's such a free place because it feels so egoless. It feels, it's just a pure state of energy being interacting. Like, oh, energy's coming out and energy's interacting with you. There's, there's not a concept that's necessary that's connected to it at all. It's just energy bouncing back and forth. And there's a, there's a version of my mind that could step back and look at it like understanding how someone can see it in this or other parts of us could see it in this like 
egoistic framework when the actual experience of it on the inside is just pure energy. Yeah. Yeah. Watching your hand come up from below the screen and sort of open. And it's like, no one ever walks up to like a beautiful tulip. So I got tulips blooming in my backyard and is like, look at you. You look full of yourself, (laughs) all that beautiful red and yellow. Like, you know, it's just a natural unfolding, a natural blossoming that happens. And it's, it's beautiful and has, there's nothing egoic about it at all. In fact, if there was, it wouldn't have happened the way it did. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe this moment too, the connect for yourself, like what, what your experience was like and for you, the listener. And yeah, if you would, uh, we would love to hear, obviously, we would love to hear more feedback. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens when you give us feedback? This is what happens. <laughs> we get all goofy and high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the point of the feedback is just that it, just to show how it lives in your world, how it lives in your consciousness, how your consciousness is. That's really the joy of it. It was like, well, getting to see a window into someone else's consciousness, which is part of what we're doing here. Absolutely. Otherwise, we would have just had a conversation with ourselves and never shared it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing you all next week and maybe hearing from you as well. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.